Before we begin, I'd just like to say thank you to my friends at Hair Saloon for supporting this podcast and for providing space at their corporate offices to record it. Hair Saloon's mission has as much to do with the restoration of men as it does with the business of haircutting. They try to make a difference in the lives of the thousands of men who come through their doors each week. Hair Saloon is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and if you've ever been interested in running your own business and want to work with great people, I would highly recommend you check out the Hair Saloon Franchise Opportunity. Go to hairsaloonfranchise.com to find out more information. That's hairsaloonfranchise.com. Also, a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and to please take two minutes to give us your review. And if you have a question or a comment you'd like to share with our listeners, go to Suzanne at the SuzanneVenkerShow.com. Welcome back to the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. As always, I'm here with Andre Parody of Project Equinox, and today we're going to discuss what happens when women earn more than men. Mm. Yeah. Hi, Andre. Good morning. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. And also a really big topic. Yeah. Really, really big. Um, so, okay, we're going to get to that in a moment, but I'm going to open by reading this this email that I just thought was kind of fun and sad at the same time. <laughs> from a woman named Wendy. She writes, Dear Suzanne, something magical happened today. Sadly, it is so rare that I just tweeted it. And tweeting is rare for me too. I'm exiting a metro car and two men, as if choreographed, flanked me, stepped back and said, after you, as the door opened. After thanking them, I might, just might, maybe have sighed, a little, out of earshot. When I lived in Los Angeles for eight and a half years, exactly four people ever opened the door for me. Four black men from Georgia. How do I know? It was so rare that I made a little joke about it, saying each time it happened, oh, now where are you from? It can't be here. And they'd all say the same thing as if a little shy about it, as if, oh, shucks, you just can't break that old Southern habit. I say amen. (laughs) And today, returning from a meeting in Virginia, that little bit of magic happened above. And that never happens here, Suzanne. The old feminist killed that, but good. Still, a few brave men whose manners were instilled young and reinforced with vigor made the giant leap today. <laughs> mm. I just wanted to share that because nice. I thought I love the way she wrote it. And um, and it's so true and so sad that that's where we are. Oh, um, I second to you a story that kind of relates to this if you sure. want. Then I'll sure. see what kind of plan do you it. have. Do it. So this is a few years back. I took my son to Arizona to do his, his rite of passage weekend. He was 14 years old, like a rite of passage, a male rite of passage. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, with a, with like 100 men in the woods. It was fantastic. It was staffing. On the way back, it's just me and him being man all weekend and just, you know, landing into what it's like to become a man. And now that he was on his path to really sort of transitioning into manhood at 14, we're on the shuttle bus from the from the plane getting to my the car, you know, lot where the car was parked, the shuttle in Los Angeles, you know, in the shuttle for 20 minutes to get into your car from the airport. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded. We're all sitting down. The, the bus is full, all men except an older lady in the back because we're in the back section and there's a tall woman, you know, standing in the middle, holding onto the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're, mm-hmm. we're all men and she's standing yeah. right now. I just had this weekend of revelation, manhood, raising my son, right. Yeah. Teaching him the right thing. Right. And, and this woman is right in front of us. He's sitting on my right and she's on the phone with one hand, uh, with this 
don't even talk to me, you know, face on, like Mm -hmm. just acting like she's aware of no one and and very, very disconnected, very cold. But she's a woman standing there holding on to the, you know, as the bus is riding. So I remember looking at him and he looked back at me like, we should offer a seat. Just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this, right? like we're all men sitting and she's standing there yeah. sort of swaying. Yeah. And as I'm going back and forth and we're looking at each other, there's, again, because of her energy that is so, was so, like, don't uh, even. Yeah, right. Angry, right? Angry. Like, uh-huh. for some reason, yeah, like, just, you know, like, don't nobody talk to me. Just when I'm trying to negotiate if I'm going to get shut down, if it's even worth me opening my mouth, because mm-hmm. I feel that, mm-hmm. right? A guy on the other side of the aisle stands up and he goes, would you like to take a seat? Mm-hmm. And she looked over his shoulder, like snarled at him and said, no, thanks. And with like literally a moron attached yeah, to it at the yeah, end, like you, right. I- you idiot, yes. I don't need you, right? Yes. And he sort of <sighs> sat down and we all heard it, right? Oh. And then me and him looked at each other and he's like, well, there it is, right? Like this, I mean, <laughs> this is... You know, and then you, you ask why, I mean... There's two ways of handling that. You know, I just wrote a meme that said, uh, teach your son to be gentlemen. Um, and if they, he, all he runs into is fem- are feminists who get offended yeah. by that, well, then he's just that much closer to finding a real woman. Just process of elimination, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but there are several ways of looking at that. There's some people who would say, well, why should I be a gentleman if that's the reaction I'm going to get? And I, yep. I don't know. I always have the attitude of you just keep being you no matter what. I say this to girls, to boys. To, it's a human thing. Always be who you would be regardless of what the people around you are doing. That's class, right? That you just you don't lower yourself. You just, you just keep doing it. And if they reject it, that just makes them look silly. Absolutely. I mean, that's my it's take just, on it. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. For me, it's like I just, you know, I, I'm, I've had women, I've had a woman at the bank one time like where I'm – at the door, and she's not behind me. She's 20 feet behind me. She's on the parking lot. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and I yeah. open the door for her, and I wait there because yeah. I'm waiting for her. I'm just inside. I'm that guy, right? So right. I hold the door. Right. But she, she takes, you know, 20 seconds to get to me. She's on the parking lot. She looks up at me, sees me, grabs the other door, and walks in. No. I swear to God. She might as well, she might as just. But you see, okay, so, so, right. So then as, and of course I'm a woman, so I wouldn't, I'm not receiving it the same way a man would, but I just look at that and say, great. Now you know that, that, that you saved yourself a heart, not you personally, because you're married and you don't need that. But if you were a single person, great process of elimination. You don't even have to bother with even spending an evening with a person like that. But it's, it's so rude. (laughs) I know. It's so rude. It's so disrespectful. It's so like, I don't need to do this. I want to do this. I know. Looks at me and goes. Like, you know, and it was like, so the thing is, you know, I, I'm woke guy. I'm in the world. I teach my children. My, I'm, I'm the guy who's trying to shift things. So I'm never going to stop doing this. But if I was a regular dude, you know, that'd be the end of it, period, yep. forever. Like, I don't need this, you know, twice a week for me to stop doing it. Right? Absolutely. The, I mean, the same way I don't need to give a woman a compliment and go, oh, no. You know, okay, well, then I'm not going to give you compliments because you won't receive them. Right? You blow me off. Like, it's a it's sort of same and the sad thing is, if, if the average person, male or female, looked at old films where this was the norm, or the opposite, I mean, if this was the norm, I'm telling you, there isn't a woman out there that wouldn't crave that. There's just no way. If you watched that, why on earth would you turn down that right. in, in exchange for what you just described that woman did yeah. when you opened the door? I mean, it's a no-brainer. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, 
to a normal yeah. woman, I, to me, to a normal woman, to be seen, to be account, to be acknowledged, to be you know, sort of like open the door to given a seat, like that's just genuinely. It's like you know, right. I see you and I want you to right. be okay and comfortable, and then right. know that I got you. I'm right, right here, now. looking at you. I, I got you, right? It's flattery. Yeah. Oh, but no. So well, those are the miserable people of the world. That's all I can say. They'll never I, be happily married or have any relationship that works. So yeah, the, the good news on the flip side, I get also the opposite. I go, oh, thank you so much. You're such a gentleman. You know, yeah. so it keeps me going. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to the topic at hand, I'm going to read an email from Heather. Dear Suzanne, I'd love for you and Andre to do a deeper dive on money and when the woman earns more than a man. I'm 40, never married, and grateful for a successful career that has enabled me to be a high earner, and I'm facing the implications of this in dating. I'm currently dating a man who works in a much less lucrative field. He's very successful, talented at what he does, and loves his profession, but it will never enable him to earn at the level I do. We haven't directly addressed this imbalance, but I know he wants to provide for me. I'm not opposed to making changes to enable our relationship to be successful, but taking a lower paying job just to earn less that less than he does seems somewhat counterproductive when we would enjoy together the benefits of my earnings. Would love your thoughts. So when I received this, I, I, I need just to tell people right off the bat that I receive at least one of these, if not more, uh, similar type comments every single day, whether it's in my, in, on social media, my pages there, or a direct email into my inbox or via coaching, because the coaching folks that call me almost across the board have this scenario, whether they're married or not, it's usually married. So in this particular case with this gal, she's not married yet. She's dating, but whether you're dating or married, and we're going to get to this later, because I'm going to give some suggestions for both uh, what the answer is to this issue when you're not married versus when you are married. But first, let's just talk about what this is and what's going on, because this is a new sexual dynamic that it is that is so prevalent. It's I, I could almost call it an epidemic at this point. That's how I feel about it. And it's going to continue this on this path because women, of course, are dominating on college campuses and the girl power you go and you go girl and all that stuff has been done to such a degree without considering any ramifications of that, um, that goal. Um, and what it means for, for the relationship between women and men, which is where you and I come in, Andre. Mm. Mm. So the most obvious, um, place to start <laughs> as we always do is right. Drum roll. The biological differences between a man and a woman and where the work part of, or the earning part of, let's call it modern day hunting, right? Because in the past it was hunting, uh, hunter gatherer. Well, let's call it, um, it's the same concept. Only now we're talking about going into into the marketplace in a different way. But bottom line is we're still talking about a woman's, um, what drives a woman, what drives a man, what a man needs, what a woman needs with respect to this issue and how vastly different it is and why and why and why when you upset that apple cart or have a role reversal, everything goes haywire. So let's start there. Okay. Okay. I don't know why it's so hard for people. Well, I do know. I do know because I know the cultural pressure that that women are up against in particular, but now it's even even men, but although I think it all begins with, with women. Women love love, right? 
they love their relationships. They're they're focused on relationships. They are they have an innate desire to nest, whether or not you have children, although the vast majority of women do. And because of their ability to procreate, that automatically sets them apart from men. And men's innate drive to provide and protect is just as much there today as it was 100 years ago. And so what we're dealing with, with this, with what Heather wrote to me, or anybody else who contacts me about the same role reversal problem, you're, you're up against fighting nature, which is what we, we've talked about a lot. Uh-huh. And the question is, well, before we get to the question as to what to do about that, can you explain, or let's talk about why that is, you know, like what happens with a man when he's not the earner versus when he is, let's just start with that. And I'll let you explain Ooh. it since you're a man. <laughs> sure. No. And then by the way, this whole idea of role reversal that, you know, that it's, it's a social construct yeah. that, yeah. you know, dictate this stuff, right. That this is the way we raise kids. Crap, mm-hmm. crap, 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 crap. We're talking, depending, you know, how far you want to go back, it's about two and a half million years of adaptation. Hunter-gatherer was all for survival. It is in our bodies, in our genes, and this is how we still do it. Like 50 years of feminism is like 10 minutes on the clock, right? Like it's, yeah, right. it's, yeah, it's there's good. no habit here. There's no habit here. It's not integrated in our bodies. So whatever you could do, role reversals all you want, but on a molecular genetic bottom programming, Right, like the default system of our bodies work classically better. That's all. So that's where it starts. So you can undo it, and it's fine. There's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. There's a price to so pay, and that's this is, yeah. So so now you might, I'm sure you know, when this is discussed in the public realm, this quote unquote price to pay is is described differently than than the way you and I would describe it. On the other side, it would be. Well, too bad if man, men just can't handle a strong, successful woman and depending on her. That's their problem. So if that's, um, if that's the result, well, then screw it. I won't be with a guy at all. Um, or or let's, let's change men. Let's completely change men to make okay. them become comfortable with that. And, okay. and, of course, that's one approach to it. It's a t- right. miserable approach to it. But that's, that's what you get out there. Let's give um, that a try. Let's give that a try. Let's give that a try. Right? And that's what they nah. are doing. But that's what know, it but is. It's right. not working. It's not working. It's not working. And so you can two keep and half, beating. Two and a half million years uh-huh. of evolution. You know, that's 10 minutes. Sorry. No, that's all right. So they just we keep beating it in the public realm as though there's going to be a magical day when this stops. And all right. I want is to help people have relationships and be happy. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight nature. Good Lord. I mean, that talk about an exercise in futility. I'll be dead before you even scratch the surface. So in the meantime, you have a life to live and there's a way to work with this where everybody can be happy. I mean, that's the magic, right? Like you have, you want to work with this. You want to work with this in with the new idea, with the new, the new, you know, the new reality, if you want to put it this way, right? Women are in the workforce. Okay, great. Fantastic. You know, however, it's such a masculine paradigm. It's such a masculine way of operating, you know, that if you understand that in the outside of work and outside of the duties of life, men want women to be women. This is the only reason why men commit. They want, um, you know, they don't want to date a man. They don't want to compete with a man. They don't want to compete with you as a woman. They don't want the tension in the house. They don't want, you know what I mean? There's reasons why men want women to be women because that's the part that he needs to you know, sort of feed him when he needs to go out there and push and fight and, you know, be capable and all that. I think we were talking about self-doubt 
before in the podcast, like the question he has, the woman allowing him to, when a woman believes in a guy, he cannot doubt himself. There's yes. a magic of yes. women yes. believing in their yes. men, yes. right? So when you understand as a woman, this is what your superpower is, right? If we believe in your man and blow wind in his sails, of course you can do this. Of course you work it out. When he doubts himself, it happens all the time. We, we're, we're plagued by this. The moment you blow wind in his sail, you got this. You'll work it out. I trust you. You're good. You, you know, you always figure it out. I've seen you do it. Go, boy. You know what I mean? Like, that's all you have to do. Yeah, and he exactly. goes. Yes. That is a gesture so for him to become understand. incredible. That is well, so important. But if you go man on man. Yeah. Right? But, but in a culture, when you become the man as a woman, and then you trying to get a man to respond to you, but you're the man, he can't. To that energy, right? Like because that all of a sudden, as you flip the, sh the switch, because you're productive, because you're working, you need the support. You yes, need somebody exactly. to blow in and you sail. Exactly. You need so you, what you need is what he needs, and then you resent him for not giving it to mm -hmm. you. But actually, he can't do anything unless you do it with him, and then it falls apart. Yes. Right? You know, we're we're going the same. We're pushing on each other as opposed to feeding each other. So this is why it's not working. It's that, that simple. I had an email from another gal, I don't have it here in front of me, um, who was explaining, or maybe it was a Facebook comment, but she was explaining how there was a time, she's been married for several decades, when her husband, I don't know if he lost his job or something was shaky about his yeah. job a few years in. And she was, I think, home with the kids. And um, she thought for a moment that she should go get a job. Right? Yeah. To, because they needed yeah. money. She didn't do that. And she did exactly what you just said. She pumped him up instead yeah. of rushing out to get a job. Mm -hmm. And what do you know? He did very well. And I mean, he had a bumpy road there. And then all of a sudden, he's on a path and did great. So it's really significant because right now, the, the uh, I think a more natural response for a modern relationship would be to jump into the workforce because, well, why the hell not? You've got the degree and you're capable of doing that too. And so let's just yep. go get the money for that. They think about it they think about it solely in terms of getting money in the bank, which which I understand, but they're sure. missing they're missing what that's going to do long term to the relationship because they the haven't dynamic. been taught that. Yeah. Right, of course, they don't understand the dynamic that it produces, correct, or the, or that it stops producing. I mean, that's the, the that's the game, right? That's the polarity of the relationship. When you neutralize this, so you know, like it'll work financially. It will not work. You will lose the connection. You will lose the the, the you will lose the dynamic between yes, you. Yes, you will lose the dynamic you're, between you're let, man on man. Okay, so let's talk about this for a minute because I don't mm -hmm. think that you and I have ever had this conversation. I'm interested to know what you tell people, and I'll tell you what I tell people when yes. they, when they say to me. And I'm wondering what you say when they say to you. So mm -hmm. what are you saying, Andre, that I should just never go to work, that um, if I do go to work, I should make sure I don't earn as much? Or like, what, what's, what do I do? What it's is not, the message? Sure. To me, it's not really the earning, right? Like, it's not really the earning. It's, again, how do you get your needs met as a couple that makes the whole thing work, right? It's the new dance. It's not just you and what you want, and it's just him and what he wants, right? It's us coming together to dance together. And like a ballroom couple, they're two different parts, right? So there's two different parts. Mm -hmm. So if she wants to do his job, mm -hmm. they're gonna collide. He's gonna get the elbow in the face mm -hmm. and the knee to the groin. I'm a dancer, it's happened to me a lot. When a girl wants to lead, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not just saying, I'm not, right? yes, yes. I've been hurt, busted nose with the elbow in the face, hello. <laughs> 
So like, so it's like, let me lead. I got this. Relax. You know what I mean? She has to hold her side and she has to do all the part that she needs to do. But it's sort of two different dynamics. And this is a purpose with marriage and relationship. There's a dynamic. dynamic. So it's not that women don't get to work and live their dream. But if you want a flourishing relationship, this has to be calibrated differently. You can't be literally as, as manly as he is. You know what I mean? And and have that you know, have that you needing the support and all that I, that it demands from him because that won't work for him as well. Like man, it's interesting. I have it's interesting. This happened to me personally about two years ago when my wife was working so much. Get this, the dynamic. Just dynamic, just energy, right? They could Yeah. Like be logical about us all you want, but check check how this simple dynamic almost went to crap. My wife has, to me, in my perspective, the perfect life setup because she works in two, for two colleges part-time, right? Mm-hmm. So she's, she lives, she's a ballerina. She's a, she lives, she's a dancer. She lives her dream of being a dancer and a ballerina. She's been doing this since she was six years old. Lives her life's purpose and her dream. And then she's passing this on to the students, makes her feel connected, makes that. That's her, that's her gift, right? But it's part-time. Mm-hmm. By the way, she makes a ton of money because in the colleges, they pay really well and with all the benefits. So awesome. her part-time job mm-hmm. pays really well. Mm-hmm. You know, almost, you know, it could almost, like, almost not quite like a full-time job, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. the be- mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, good for her. It gives her the freedom when the kids were smaller to be done, you know, early, like, early afternoon so she could pick them up at school and then come home and be able to make them, yeah. uh, make, yeah. make them a it's snack. It's the ideal the house. It's the right. ideal so, life. She's both working and a mother and yes. present yep. and a wife yep. and available and, you know, sort of keeping everything flowy and feminine. So just tell me, the, let me tell you the story. So this is, so this, this is my life, right? I'll work 12 hour days and I come home and she's been here for four hours with the kids and the house always smelling good and I have a soft place to land because she does that as a woman, right? The nest. Anyway. This story goes awry about two years ago where she ended up having to – they have special contracts, special performance at the colleges for special concerts. And they, these are extra bookings and extra okay. uh, like, contracts, okay. contracts. Uh-huh. you know what I mean, besides the regular – anyway, so right. she, ended up, she ended up saying yes to things yeah. without really talking to me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I lose my wife. Okay. Right? So I leave in the morning and so I'm going to work 12 hours. When I come home, she's not here. I come home the house instead of I come home the kids mm-hmm. were at home. You know what I mean? Even when she's present, she's not really here because mm-hmm. she's so busy on the computer mm-hmm. building the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, you know. So in about three weeks, this is ridiculous. In about three, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. After three weeks of losing my wife in this sense where she doesn't, I, don't, I come home and there's nobody to throw her arms around me. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so then they fall behind me and I forget all about it. But yep. now I'm not. No. Yep. Right. Yep. I lost. I lost the, 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 the gusto for going to work. Like all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm, I'm like limping around and I'm like, I don't, why am I going to work? Why am I working so hard? Why am I gone 12 hour days? Why? Like this funny question in my head, I'm in the car and I don't feel good going to work. What the hell? Anyway, funny enough is, I had the same situation with other clients, which is sort of a reflection yes. with of this. So I had to investigate. And six weeks into this, I'm actually resolved that I'm alone. She's not here. I don't know when she's coming back. I don't know when she's going to be here. On the weekend, it's the same. Like So I'm literally left alone. Mm-hmm. So my, I just sort of, again, grown man. Deflated. It surprised me. Mm-hmm. Deflated. Mm-hmm. On, on one Saturday, I'm sitting outside because uh, I'm alone. 
<laughs> I'm sitting by the pool. I'm reading a book. I'm learning something. And she got done early, so she comes home, right? Comes and joins me at the pool, and she's like, oh, my God. Da, da, da. You know, she's all excited about her week. She's like, da, 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 da. And I'm sitting like this. I have the face on for your viewers who aren't, aren't, can't see me. <laughs> no, they can't. And then she goes on for a minute, and then she's like, why do I get the feeling you don't care if think about what I'm saying? And I stop for a second because I love my wife. I love to support her. I, I love mm-hmm. what she's up to. It makes her feel good, right? And I said to her, you know what? You're right. I don't really care mm-hmm. about everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. What the hell, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it took me two days to think this through. Like, what the hell was that about? Who? How can I be this guy? I've never been this, right? <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, how? I'm, li- I'm imagining people listening to this and reversing the sexes on this and going, okay, so to me, this is very clear. Why is it okay for a woman to complain about a man who's never home and who's working around the clock and not meeting, quote unquote, her needs are there for her. But when she, but when the woman does it, she's supposed to be empowered to do so. <laughs> right. Interesting. Right. You yeah. flip. I didn't think of it this way. Yeah. I was so stuck. I was so stuck in this thing, right? For weeks. Yeah. So it took me two days. I'm a guy. It takes like we have to re- like regurgitate this thing. Like, why am I? What? What's going on with me? What is going on? Like, I want her to be supportive. I want, of course, I want her to blah blah blah. And then, boom, two days later. So I, I go up to her. It was on a Monday, whatever. I took her outside where we talk, and I go. I think I got it. And I says, she's saying she's like bummed out, right? Mm-hmm. She's like this deflated herself that I don't care about her life and the things that she's up to, right? Like, ooh, I'm like jerk. And I said, you know, what it is, is you're asking me to care about things that take you away from us. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You're not here. I, you know, like mm-hmm. life, life is different. The energy in the house is mm-hmm. gone. The kids miss mm-hmm. you. I miss you. The dog is at the door waiting all night, waiting for you to come home. Like, like it's just different here mm-hmm. when you're not here. And I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. You didn't talk about this. You know, you did this without me. And I had to, like, I kind of realize everything had changed. I don't know how long it's going to go on for. I'm just, this is what it feels like. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. And, you know, I, we should have had a conversation about this. And of course, all of a sudden, you know, like it opened up the channel and like, Oh, I should have talked to you. I should have, I didn't know it was going to be this demanding, all this stuff. Yeah. And sort of got my wife back and I knew she was coming back two months after that. And yeah. sort of read but it was amazing. But it's an interesting, how- pa- yes. Yeah. It's an energy. And it's a great, example actually because it's the difference so i've been arguing forever that part-time work is the absolute best life for a wife in my opinion i'm assuming you have children now if you don't have children that might although i think it would even be beneficial if you didn't um for Mm -hmm. other reasons but it's certainly more doable if you're a mother um i should say specify to me part-time work is, is is the best and so everything you just described is basically my story as well with my husband. And so, and I've had opportunities where I could do it differently and purposefully didn't because I'm always aware of that dynamic and I, not just the dynamic, but the way the home runs when I'm there half the time or when someone's there half the time anyway. And so, yeah, if you, if you lose that, then what the hell's the point of being married and having a family if you're just never there? So, um, and so when you, so when you get into these questions about women earning, it's not as simple as just women earning, like you said, um, and it isn't specifically about the amount. However, however, it can be. So let's talk about let's talk about the situations, especially the ones that I'm getting um, with coaching clients, where the imbalance is so great that it abso- that that amount absolutely matters. And mm-hmm. I'm talking, 
well, there's the extreme version of the female breadwinner who is making all the money and the, and the husband's at home with the kids or whatever, not employed at all for whatever reason, if they, even if there aren't kids. And then there's um, maybe they're both working, but her salary is maybe, you know, 30,000 more. Um, that's a little bit, that's going to be a little different than the extreme version, but regardless of what it is, the dynamic that we um, talk about so much here that is necessary for a relationship to thrive goes completely out the door when the more extreme the difference is between what they earn when it's her that's earning the more because the relationship then invariably becomes instead of a partnership it becomes parental and we've talked about this and yeah. and we and, and it's important to talk about why that is whereas when the man is the earner the higher earner why that doesn't become parental but when she is it does so let's talk about that for a minute because that's that's important um and so well, wait, go ahead. when you say parental, say, say what that means. Cause I'm not sure. You know, like he feels more like her child than her husband when she's right. the higher earner and she's right. making, okay. But there's, it's, it's not necessarily that way, but it's very often that way because the more she's earning, the less, like you just said, you're, umph, you're, umph, you were just describing how it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's designed to be the other way where the woman is supporting him to, to, to do really well in that domain. And then if she's going to do it instead well, there's no incentive for him to push himself. There so he go. invariably pulls back. Mm -hmm. She keeps going forward. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, there's this $100,000 difference between them. And mm -hmm. she's the way she's handling that being that provider is not the same way that a man, and we're yeah. talking general, generalities here, everybody's different, but for the most part, though it's not, she's not going to be a provider the way he is. Let's put it that way. She works for different reasons. This is how I always describe it. A man and a woman or a husband and a wife rather work for different reasons. The impetus for his doing so isn't to find himself necessarily, or to have all this autonomy, which is so much about why women work. You know, they're supposed to get their identity that in that way through the, like the meaning of the work. But for men, it was never about the meaning of the work. It was about the meaning of the paycheck to then provide something for the family. Well, yes. okay, so when he's doing that, it's natural for him to use those earnings to care for his family. Mm -hmm. And when she, when, it's, when that's flipped, it's not natural for her to want to take care of her husband financially. Right. That's not right. how it works. So you don't <laughs> respond to that earning you don't handle the money the same way a man would, the same way your husband would. Mm -hmm. You start to get resentful because you're having to earn rather than just choosing to earn. It gets very complicated. So mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why it matters so much who's the larger earner. Almost 100% of my coaching clients are struggling with the same dilemma. Their circumstances vary, but the underlying issue is the same. They're swimming against rather than with the biological tide. Out of fear of depending on a man, not just financially, but in any way, the woman has lost touch with her femininity and has supplanted the masculine role. In response, her husband has become either passive or argumentative. The result is a standoff. Resentment has set in and the sex and respect are gone. These couples are right to be worried. The good news is, this is fixable. If you're single and struggling in love, or if you're married but feel frustrated and alone, I can help. Go to SuzanneVenker.com, that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R, Com and click on the coaching button at the top. Once you sign up or send me an email, you will hear from me personally within 24 hours. Don't wait another minute to acquire the mindset you need to find love and to sustain it. It's so much easier than you think. That's SuzanneVenker.com.
Yeah, and a big one that comes along with this, you're talking about, like, you know, she's uh, parenting. Is that the word you use? I yeah, forget. yeah, parental. I'm just saying it's more parental. parental. She's being parental. I say she becomes a mother. Well, that's what I meant. Sorry. That's what right. I mean. And yeah. the same thing. We're yeah. talking about the same thing. Like team. he's well, her son instead of her husband. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden she's taking care of him, which means what, ha- what happens most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, some people, have, most people in the situation have to learn this, right? The cr- correct way to handle this. Yes. Right. There's a whole dynamic that you have to sort. Anyways, but most of the time what happens is because she makes the money, she's in charge. She's in charge. She's the man. She's the man. She makes decisions. She makes decisions. You know, she's not like his opinion is like, well, whatever. I make the money. This is the way I want to do. Right. I want a swimming pool. I don't care about the retirement fund because I want a swimming pool. Yeah. Right. Like veto mm-hmm. him, veto mm-hmm. him, veto mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So he basically was just kind of he's he's a, her son. He's he's, you know, the little boy in the house, which means he'll pull back and pull back and pull back and acquiesce and pull back, do less and less and less. This is terrible. Yeah. See, for, for men, the, 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 the instinctual dynamic, the instinctual drive for men, right? Alison Armstrong work here. Yes. Nothing, yeah. nothing is worth doing for men. Nothing is worth doing. I do not want to spend my energy on anything if I don't have to. Much is worth providing. So what gets me going in the morning, what brings me to life, what make, makes me commit to stuff is the fact that I have to do this to provide. It makes me proud, yes. makes me masculine, makes me manly. Yes. So that makes me want to do it. But if I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yes. And if you're going to do it for me, I'm going to stay on the couch and do less and less, which you become more resentful. And it goes now until you have a little boy. So and it's that's- a man- What's happening at the cult within the culture that, at large that's today? It. When they say, so, "Where have all the good men gone?" Well, you've basically just cut them out. I mean, that's right. If yeah. they don't do, if they can't provide and make themselves like you know, like instinctively to step up because it's uncomfortable and it sucks and it takes the energy mm-hmm. that instinctively we don't want to spend. But this is what I do, right? And this is who I am. And this is what I produce, and this is how I take care of my family. Like that is. The juice of life for men. If productive for yes. the sake of providing, protecting. Without it, they sit. Okay. Now, and that's not how it works for women. No. Which is why when the wife is doing that role, she's not going to respond to having being in that role the same way he is. Well, she's she's, well, she's it, flying by a completely different set of uh, whatever. Well, and, yeah. And of course, it, for her, it's more stressful. It's more demanding. It's like burns her out. She's, you know, like all the lovely warmness, yep. loving ways that a woman has goes out the window. She's edgy. She's tense. Right. There's no, no, no warmth. There's no connection. She, everybody gets handled like a dude in the house. Like, mm-hmm. and then she's resentful that she's doing everything. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and there it is. Goes down the toilet. So, oh, dude, we could go on. Right. Yeah. A, a recent study just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, to sort of prove what we're saying. Not that we need proof, but anyway, it was there, so I thought I'd print it out. Married women are twice as likely to divorce three years after they've been promoted to CEO level. And this was not the case for men. No. Well, so, I'm going to say this again. The story that I shared about we my wife, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like I speak at like women's event and women entrepreneurs event, right? So it's all these are all powerful women who are just, you know, push, 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 you know, fantastic, great. You know, almost 100% of them, almost 100% of all of them are resentful of their husbands or their boyfriends who don't support them. They support them emotionally or financially? Un- 
emotionally. Yes. You know? Yeah. Support. The yeah, guys don't right, care what right, they do. The right. guys don't care. Like, you know, she's all excited about she's exactly what my wife did, right? All excited to sharing her stuff. And I'm like, who so and and right? Because again, this is, takes you away from he has no idea what you're doing. He said all of this is more important than him. Right. And again, if you have a, a dynamic and or a relationship or a marriage that's more classically uh, set up where he's working, yeah. he's holding himself accountable for taking care of, you know, the money, bring right. the money and right. take care of the money in the classical role. But then you go out there, start your business. And it's sort of sometimes it just happens. Right. You get super successful because whatever. Yeah. Right. And you flip the script and now you disappear from you disappear from his life a bit like my wife did. Because you're so busy, you're yes. so excited, it's right. working, yes. you're proving yes. something to yourself, right? But you don't have, you didn't have the conversation with him. Like, I'm How are we going to do this? And what's going to I'm yeah. flipping the scripts and I'm asking you, right? Yes. Of course you yes. support. So yeah. they all support their wives in the beginning of yeah. this. Because it's part-time and it's still available. But when it goes awry it, okay, too this, far. It's funny that you just said that. Um, because tell me why. here's a direct <laughs> quote from this article uh, on the, um, on the uh, study that I just said. And I thought of millennial men. I thought this was perfect for millennial men. Quote, men today often find it intriguing in the beginning and want to be seen to support you and root for you. Yep. But I think a few steps down the line when reality kicks in, it can be more difficult for men that's to it. deal with. There you go. So that's where it's you get not... the millennial men. They're all rah, rah, rah. And then when it comes oh, down to brass tacks and they start throwing kids into the equation and trying to figure out the logistics of how this is all going to fly, that's why you get more stories about how millennial men aren't doing laundry at the same rate that women are. Because, because all of a sudden this concept of equality is going out the window. It's uh, a terrible setup. It's a terrible setup. It's a terrible setup. And you, you, you could tell me all day long and blame it on social construct. No. No, no. Okay, no. so... So, so give, given all that, I can hear people still silently yeah. saying, okay, guys, okay, guys, okay, guys, but what to do about it? So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my, my solutions or my answers to what, how to handle this situation. You can tell me how yours are similar or different. Cause I'd be curious. Okay. okay it's, there's basically two different answers. One, if you're not married, Right. If you're just dating, how do you handle it then? And then when you're married, because as you and I both know, those are two totally different roles <laughs> to Hello. be playing in our lives. I mean, just Hello. not even comparable. Um, so. So if you're not married and you're looking for. You know, and again, this all comes down to the one question I ask is, what do you want? What do you want? And so depending on the stage of life, if if you're all pro go, go, go on the career front and you're you've been following that script and you're doing really well and then 30 is rolling around and you're like oh my gosh I have to get married and not only do I have to or not I want to get married I should say and have kids what do I do when all the men out there that I'm interested in are interested in younger women or women who maybe aren't as successful as I am what are my choices then so I'm really harsh about saying, well, there's always remaining single if you really want to stay on this path forever and you don't want to in any way um, modify it. Of course, they don't like that because that's not what they're so asking it's for. It's fine. It's fine. It's true. It's fine. It's like, kind of, just yeah. stay single and be a hotshot and yeah. problem solved. Yeah. Not really because, of course, you're not going to have children and all of that. So that's, of course, what they want. Um, but I, But I'm serious about this next thing. I really do believe because I've thought about this a lot, this pattern, as we say, is not going away. So how do we simultaneously, what do we tell women when we're saying, rah, rah, go girl, go girl, do, you know, 
climb to the top. And then they get there and they have that problem. What are you going to say to them that's that's legit as to how they can get out of it or whatever or switch gears? And I, the number one thing I can think of to tell them is that they have to start not worrying about whether or not the guy that they're dating or the men that they want to be with um, has it the same degree, has a degree even. Because, and this is different because, of course, hypergamy and all that and women want... Yeah. Okay. But I think with the way we're going, there's there's basically two options. If the boys, call them boys, young men are not getting degrees at the same rate as men, and that continues, well, there's your pot, there's your choices right there. You can have a pot of men who don't have educations, and then you have a pot of women who do. Well, if that's not going to change, what does the woman do? It's much more important, and I think you would agree, that you find a man with drive and ambition. And the desire to provide and protect and all of that. In other words, not a woke feminist man, even if he doesn't have a degree. You can't reverse that and get the degreed man because that makes you feel like you're with your quote unquote equal if he lacks drive or if you're overpowering him to the point where everything that we just described starts to happen. That's not a workable situation just to have someone with a degree. So you're much better off just forgetting about trying to find your match on the education front and shoot for the man whose values are in line with this whole marital dynamic and staying home versus working and that he wants to provide and protect. And I think you can't really go wrong if, if that's in, in place, much more so oh. than the other way around. Yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, no, it, I think that's the only solution to offer them at this point because they just are going to keep out earning. I mean, not out, well, out earning, yes, but also out uh, degreeing them. I don't think that's a verb, but I just made it up. Out degreeing. <laughs> out degreeing. It goes back to something you talked, you and I talked about a while back, right? Do you want to be a career woman or a woman yes. with a career? Yes. Yes. Right? Now, if you're going to be a career woman, get ready to be left behind. Get ready to be left alone. By the time you think you're ready for marriage and kids, you'll be dried up and, you know, infertile, and the pool of men is gone. Mm-hmm. Men like to marry much younger. Right, like before, in their thirties is when men typically marry. Mm-hmm. Right, as they get older and older, less and less of them want to get married. The ones who want to get married already been married or are married, you know. And then the ones who have been divorced, they don't want that anymore, right? So like you're just killing, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. The longer you wait, yes, yep. The more, like you, there's three fish left in that pond. Mm-hmm. Plus, you want him to be tall, handsome, with a six pack, drives a BMW, he's funny, you know, he's makes a million dollars, right? Like, okay, so there's one like one unicorn in the whole world for you. And he's got to like you back. Hello, wah, wah, that can happen. And I have to say this really quick. Sorry, that that's, again, what I'm getting so many um, clients, what so many of my clients are, I'm finding that has happened, that they mm-hmm. hurried up and picked the next, the, the, the best man they could just to have babies. And 10 years down the road, it's not working at all because they didn't choose them for the right reasons at all. They don't even, they're not even into them. They just wanted a sperm, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's, I mean, it's a crass way of putting it, but that's what happens when you're up against the gun and you wait so long is that you you're just so desperate for a baby. You'll just marry, you know, the good, the, the best option you have at that point. Right. And the moment the guy who wants to do it, you know, <sighs> yeah. it's, you know, so that's one way to do it. But if, if, so this is what I teach. This is what I, I we know seemingly works best right. right now. So for me and your clients who are now past that, that phase. You know, well, ouch. Yeah. Like, I mean, right? Yeah. Like, this, yeah. like you, you really messed it up, right? Yeah. Like you, you, weren't, you weren't paying attention. You bought into this culture. And now here you are. And okay, like, 
ouch. Ouch. You know, it's this, hard. This, this, because you, I, you could, I want to be more positive. It. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, there's, it's not impossible, but, you know, like the problem is you kind of paint yourself in a corner, right? Because what, what it takes energetically, time wise, to sustain your life that so you build yourself with the cars and the business and the career and mm-hmm. the whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, that's like me working 12 hour days, right? There's a lot of time to, to sustain that, mm-hmm. to pay your bills and now to stay independent and you go girl, fantastic. And now you have to go find a guy which takes as much time as finding as, as a building, you know, a business. There's a lot of focus, a lot of time, a lot of energy. So most don't have the energy to go outside and date after work. Most are like completely are not interested in that. They wanted to go quick. They go online, you know, on apps. It's a waste of time, you know. So what I see is, at, at one point, late thirties ish, they go, "Oh wait, wait, I want the marriage and the kids, right?" And it, again, not the space, not the time, not not enough energy for it. It doesn't work well. They bang on a few guys who like to play with them, but not really commit. And by the age of 50, in their 50s plus, they give up. Yeah. Completely give up and they fall out. So, so, ouch. So, ouch. And so that's, that's really the best answer that for that particular group that I could come up with is that yeah. you're going to have to get comfortable marrying somebody who probably doesn't have the same education as you do. But as long as you have the same values about and how to make the work family thing go and he's got yeah. the drive – I mean, there's plenty of people with college educations that don't have drive. Hello, or that aren't, aren't yeah. even smart. You can get a degree and not be smart, and you can not Absolutely. have a degree and you can be brilliant. So but forget about this. the degree. Focus more yeah. on on yeah. 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 on yeah. the on the drive. Because a guy a guy who wants to he's still masculine enough to want to conquer something in the world and do something he doesn't have to have a degree, right? No. There's a bunch of entrepreneur. Absolutely. There's a bunch of ways to make a ton of money. Like a friend of mine, get this. He's from he's 29 years old. Started working for the city of Los Angeles as an electrician. Salary starts at a hundred thousand a year. Oh my god! Because no one wants to do yes, this. Yes, exactly. Anymore. And actually, more... Go ahead. all the benefits. Yeah, layers yeah. of benefit. Everything free plus a hundred grand this first year. Yeah, I've heard a lot about uh, that with blue collar jobs. Hello? That, blue collar is yeah. not bad. No, right? no, I've heard that <laughs> like, they pay very well, and that's much more. See, at the end of the day, that's going to matter more. So, going back to this Heather that we mm-hmm. opened this with. Um, you know, she says that taking a lower paying job just to earn less than him seems somewhat counterproductive when we would enjoy together the benefits of my earnings. So, again, she's thinking about it logically like, oh, more money, more the merrier. But ultimately, if it's always coming from her, it will be a problem because he needs it to come from him. And yeah. so whatever you need to do to calibrate that, um, whether you go to part time, which you might want to be doing, thinking about doing anyway, if you want children, um, then then and give him the opportunity to go, 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 the more you can do that, whatever that means with your work schedule, the better Mm -hmm. off it's going to be. The idea that you can just enjoy life more because you'll have more money to spend. It it does matter who brings that in. It just does. And so it's, I mean, it's complicated because it's not necessarily a cut and dried thing. It's just that there is a common theme when it's too imbalanced. In fact, that's kind of the answer I came up with for women who are single. Then we get to what do you do if you're already married and you're in this predicament, you've gotten yourself into this predicament. Mm -hmm. And I have five ways to sort of calibrate the dynamic um, that, that I think would go a long way. Of course, if it's, you know, like I say, the ideal situation would, would be to close that gap as much as possible where you're not earning as much and he's earning more and all that. 
but I think these other things will will be helpful. Well, very helpful. One is to understand that the money you bring to the table. I'm saying this as a woman. I'm talking about the woman who's the higher earner yeah. now. Yeah. Is 50% his just as much as the money he earns is 50% yours. Because what happens is, and and this goes back to what we were talking about before, because a man's desire, it's because it's in his DNA to provide and protect. When he earns money, the average guy does not think of that as his money. It's for the family. It's for the benefit of the family. So a good man, now certainly this doesn't apply to all men, but a good man knows that his earnings are half of his wife's earnings right cuz it's when you're mm-hmm. once you're married it's it's a pot there but when women earn they tend to think of it as theirs wow. yes. <laughs> because they're not naturally providers no, so absolutely. i earn this i own it it's for my autonomy i can do what i want with it that whole attitude is going to ruin the whole concept of being a female breadwinner because the whole purpose of the breadwinner is supposed to be to provide for the family God, you're so right. Oh my God, like you're so right. I sorry, but I just like yeah. I, it hit me as a man just now because I know women treat money differently. Yes, because you know, they in work every way, for different there. reasons. That's what I'm saying. The man yeah. and the wife, the woman and the man, or the wife and the husband work for different reasons. And yep. so when it's her, when she, it's her earnings, it's her earnings. Yep. And when it's his, it's the family's. Well, that's it's completely off. Off. That's okay. So you have to, if you want to be the breadwinner. You have to somehow shift in your brain or go against what your natural inclination is, which is to think it's yours for your autonomy and understand that, okay, well, if you want to be the provider, this is the family money, this is your kid's money, this is your husband's money. That means that all decisions, which goes into number two, every major purchase should be discussed and decided by both parties. Neither partner should make an executive decision. And this would certainly go for the other way around, whoever the higher earner is. So, but again, women struggle with this because if they're that much of a bigger earner, and certainly husbands can struggle with this. I'm sure there are husbands who, you know, rule the roost if they if they make a lot and their wives don't make any. But in general, no. In general, they don't operate that way because again, their biology is that they want to care for you and they think of it as yours. That's why they're doing it. So those are the first two things. Understand the money is is half his. And so all the all the purchases should be discussed is number two. That leads into that. And then number three, never hide money. Again, something women do more often than men as evidence. Just ask any wife who hides her uh, Nordstrom bags, right? <laughs> or, or comes home with whatever and hurries up to throw it away before he sees I mean, men just don't do that. I'm sorry. I mean, they just don't. So the person, although I will say this, interestingly enough, another uh, study came out uh, February 11th, 44% of adults admit to keeping money secrets from a partner. Oh my gosh. I don't think they specified gender in here. They didn't get Mm. into whether women do it more than men, although I can vouch for that just from a... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, mean, we could guess. I mean, come on. But anyway, they didn't get into that. But um, but yeah, they um, half of forty four percent, nearly half, in a relationship admit to committing what they call financial infidelity against their partner, according to a new survey by CreditCards.com. Forty four percent. Now, I'm sorry, that is a disaster waiting to happen. Hiding money is a big, big red flag to to yeah. and a big uh, road to nowhere. 
Let's put it the that way. Partnership, the yeah. partnership. Where's the partnership in that, right? You're still acting single and and covering, you know, and keeping like pulling in, in your corner something that is like that's not partnership. That's not partnership. And you wonder why things go awry, right? Like you see yourself as a piece of my life as opposed to our life. You know, again, it's yeah, it's reframe. It's 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 so so no hiding money. All purchases are discussed together. No executive decisions made by the woman who's earning more. The money's half his. It's not just yours. Mm-hmm. And then these next two are going to be a little hard. Oh, harder. <laughs> but again, I'm setting this up for women who are already married and they're the higher earners and they don't want to get divorced. These are my right. solutions for you if you're already yep. in that boat. Four, don't be the bookkeeper. Mm. Mm. Um, and I say that having done it both ways in my marriage, um, and learning the hard way that, and and by the way, it's very, very common for, especially if you're, if you work less or not at all, and your husband is the primary breadwinner, you know, in most families, women do handle the the book, the books. And I, I never thought anything of that. I did that actually in my first brief marriage and I did it for uh, at least a decade, if not more in my, my marriage now. And, um, the the issue with it is is I mean see again it's logical right you're home you're doing all of the stuff that requires spending whereas he's literally just doing one thing he's earning it and at a you know place all day yeah. yep there's something about keeping the books that is really important I think for a husband that managing the money is um, something that they take pride in and want to do. And I think often just acquiesce and say, well, I'd rather not do it. So let her do it. But really I think they do want to do it. And that when wives end up paying the bills on top of everything else they do, it winds up being just another chore that they have to do. And they're doing it really more for control, not more for control. And because they, they're too nervous of what would happen if the husband took care of it. Sure. Um, Right. But that goes back to what you were saying earlier about pumping him up and telling him that he can do it. And mm. sitting back and, and letting him prove to you that he can do it. Right. Um, so I just think that even if you are the higher earner, having him do the books offsets that a little bit by seeing what's going on. Um, and there are ways of doing that. And I'm not saying this is a hard and fast. It's just an option. I think it's a good one. Um, yeah. It worked for us when we switched it. Um, I now use cash as my, like I have, people really make fun of me. people really make fun of me because I have um, especially my daughter I allow myself my own sort of uh, allowance I can't I kind of yeah. came up with a figure of what I think I would need every two weeks and I actually take cash out and I live on that and Beautiful. he takes care of everything else and I don't even know what's going on I mean I do if I need to but I don't need to <laughs> because he takes care mm. of it um, and I have access to it you know you have to, I'm not suggesting right. that that people separate entirely everybody's name should be on everything and you should have it in your phone. Yeah. You know, you can punch in the password and look at it at all times, but I don't yeah. need to because I, I live by this strict sort of schedule and it, and it works for us. And I'm not saying that that's, it must be well, that way for everybody, but it's been good. I have a question. How does that yeah. feel? How does that feel? Cause you know, you're talking to women and they get a, you know, how does that feel? Why is this better for you? Uh, I'm going to go back for it. So I have to say, I mean, we're looking at at least 20 years total yeah. that I didn't do it. So it's, it's still kind of new in the last maybe six, seven years. Um, it feels like a weight has been lifted from my life. I was so frustrated having to manage it 
And then I would want him to come sit down and talk about it. He never wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. And it took me a while to realize, you know, because he, he, was, he was like one of those people who said, well, she's home. You know, she takes care of everything. It's just easier for right. her to do it. I think that's very right. common. They're not really in touch yeah. with the fact that they really do want to do it. And I had to sort of read between the lines. And now mm-hmm. if you were to ask him if he were sitting here, he would say he, would say he loves doing it. That he wants to do it. He, I mean, he gets bogged down by it a little bit, but nothing like I was. Um, and he he feels in control of what's happening. And I, by my taking out the, the separate allowance and then letting him manage everything else, you know, before it would have to be where if he wanted something, we'd have to t- discuss it, you know, because because right. it would mess with my my system. like <laughs> You know, like that's. I yep. have so many feelings about this. This is a whole other conversation, but um, I, this is why I like cash because you don't mess with the um, the banking, the balance that people are working with. Yeah, and I always wonder how people do that. But we, for the longest time, had to check in on what we were each doing so we didn't drop it down too low, you know. And um, we don't have to do that anymore with our new plan. So it's just been a boon for for us personally. Um, but yeah, if you ask me why I like it, it's because it's it's just completely off my plate. He takes care of it, and I have what I need. And we're on the up and up on everything that each of us, yeah. you know, I mean, not the, um, the, not the nickels and dimes. We don't do that. But the big purchases are all always known and discussed. So what this little stuff is just insignificant. So, yeah, it's been really great. Makes sense. I get it. I get it. But you it know, took a long time for me, of, Andre. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time, which is how the book, the, the, the alpha book came to be, because that that was part of it. You know, um, right. uh, it's. It was a long time of, of relinquishing that quote unquote control or what have you. So anyway, that was my that's that was number four. Don't be the book clipper. Number five, this is another hard one. This presumes that your husband is not unemployed. You have to have an employed, uh, um, gainfully man. employed husband. Yeah, you have to have a man who's bringing home the bacon on in his own right. If you make more than your husband does, put aside that extra income for retirement or invest yeah. it together so that the money you live on day to day comes primarily from the money your husband makes very nice yeah so that's a hard one and that will depend on how much it's a huge gap it's going to require um you know changes in your lifestyle in a big way but um there's so many things like even even before you have kids if you're working that second income can go so far for your lifestyle together once the kids it'll allow you to stay home for example if you haven't had them yet and you're And you're working. So there's a way to don't, if you're working, don't, don't live on the money so much that you're not accruing anything or investing with it. And I think men especially would like the idea of investing that extra income than living off of it. I think there's a big difference between investing it and living off of it. Could you explain the difference? Because it's clear to me, but I don't know if it is to everybody. Well, like investing in means, you know, for it's interesting from the masculine point of view right for the masculine paradigm money is something that we do to so we we create it to be able to enjoy life with it like the like the accountability of i make this money to take care of my family right like before the kids typically is i make money so i could have fun with her and we could enjoy life and right like money is always there to be made more of yes women don't see money that way yeah, right money is right. like well we have just in case 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 right like that calculation so, so men have this thing about money is fluid and, you know, we'll make more like, you know, like it's made to be enjoyed, especially in the beginning when you get the responsibility of house, family, kids, then it goes into, oh, wait, right? Like the, the future later, like, so how, you know, I'm, 
I want to retire one day, right? This stuff has to, is now you keep coming. And eventually, again, from the masculine paradigm, the idea of freedom is the ultimate. Yep. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom from having to get in the car and going to work for 12 hours. Freedom from being able to buy stuff because I can't, because I built it, right? Like that. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the behind all of this, right? So a man investing and building for the future so he could actually ease and relax into being older and retirement and even before that where now we have option and freedom that's a good life not to be strapped down to constantly yeah. you know be wondering about next week and next yes, month and the yes, bills yes. so that is that is that is a paradigm of like i got this you know and i have ladies who who are in the situation where the man is you know takes care of the money makes the money and actually you know invest the money you know he's got all these plans and get really angry when they get vetoed on you know redoing yes. the backyard yes. because it's going to be prettier right. but that's going to cost twenty thousand dollars so no backyard you know just yeah. throw some seeds you yeah. know like green it up right yeah. turn on the sprinklers yeah. and like like veto her idea of beautifying because this going to ruin the the, the the investment plan or there's gonna lose a retirement plan is gonna yep. it's in place I know what's up like happening so oh it happened to me up. recently I think I told See? you about that last time when I wanted to buy the car and all my husband all talks right. about his retirement he's obsessed with it because he's <laughs> 56 now so he's like yep. got you know pencil paper out all the time about retirement yep. so yeah 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 and so again you think differently as a man and woman about it which is why you're not interchangeable when it comes to the earnings. Right. It's, it does matter who, who makes more. It does on, on a thousand yeah. different levels. So those are my five ways. Just to recap for anybody who's listening, who is the breadwinner as a female is again, the money is not yours. It's, and then of course people know that from a conceptual standing, but that doesn't mean, mean they necessarily act that way. So it's half his just as it's half yours. So all decisions must be made together. That's number two, three, never hide money or spend money that each other doesn't know. And four, consider not being the bookkeeper very much in the same way that many traditional situations where he's earning and she's not, he has her doing it. If you're yeah. going to be the higher earner, calibrate that by having him manage it. Yeah. Five. If you make more, um, put aside that income for retirement or invest it rather than living on it day to day to the yeah. point where it, um, you know, dwarfs his contribution. Yeah. Right. Because actually, it could be his job as well to take on that yes. extra money, investment, and, and be Absolutely. accountable for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Watch him, watch him fly. Watch with him that, fly. Right? Watch him fly <laughs> with that. Oh my gosh, so true. Good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. So I think really we're we're uh, we went over where we know uh, the amount of time yeah, we, we normally did. do, Andre. But I don't think people mind because these days they're asking me to to do a little bit more than uh, than I have in hey. terms of time. So that's good. <laughs> It works. It works for me. Awesome. Honestly. All right. Thanks, so, Andre. Absolutely. Another tantalizing and stirring it, right? We're yes. stirring it. Yeah. You know? We are. Like you, like you, I my 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 thinking is always, you know, to be a disruptor in what's people don't forget to think through. Yes. Right? Like think it absolutely. through, ladies. Absolutely. Don't buy the crap of the culture. Don't do not do not, you know, there's fifty percent of women screaming and inequality and all horrible things that kind of been is being impregnating everything mm -hmm. you know regular women are losing it from listening to that stuff even though i think inside they know better it seems weird it's but you know go with the flow go with the flow yeah. because you know like fitting in and being part of and agreeing with everybody is natural for women and 
sometimes I'm just saying, yep. sound the alarm, think it through. What do you want? What's the perfect life for you? Forget what everybody else is telling you. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. Thanks, Andre. So there. Absolutely. All right, darling. I'll call uh, you darling now since you call me darling yes. all the time. Okay, darling. Okay, dar- all righty. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Suzanne Venker Show. Don't forget to tune in next week when Andre and I discuss what it is that women really want and need from men. And if you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a question or comment for me, go to Suzanne at the Suzanne Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.